It's time for Coach Harvey Hyde's College Football Report. Bringing you the best coverage and latest insight on SC football, the Pac-12 Conference, and the world of college football. It's time to huddle up and buckle up. Here's Coach Harvey Hyde. Well, thank you very much, and good evening, everyone, and good morning, everyone in the Inland Empire. It is time to huddle up and buckle up and ride along with us part of the way or all of the way. We just want to make sure wherever you're headed, you get there safely. College football report Thursday night in Las Vegas and in the Inland Empire is brought to us by Terrible Herps and Miller Coors. We thank them for their year-round sponsorship. Joining me tonight as we talk college football as spring practice just concluded this past Saturday at the Coliseum. Chuck Hayes was there. I want to talk to Chuck about USC. I want to talk to him about the Pac-12. I want to talk to him about college football, the portal, all the things that are going on in the fastest hour in radio. So all of you at AM uh, 1490 in the Inland Empire, buckle up. Chuck Hayes, man, I tell you what, it's great to have you in the huddle. Coach, great to be with you in the spirit of college football and the NFL is in the air. As you say, football is a year-round deal. That's why we do this. And uh, there was a lot of energy in Memorial Coliseum this past weekend, uh, being down there for the USC game, as well as other places in the country. Coach, over 75,000 people in uh, Ohio State at uh, at the Horseshoe, uh, South Carolina with uh, 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 50,000-plus, and Clemson around that same number, uh, a lot of energy, and of course this weekend in Boulder, they're anticipating close to 45,000 for Coach Prime and his uh, debut at uh, CU. Well, let me ask you about USC and their spring practice in the Coliseum, the Memorials Coliseum, where they got in there for the first time, uh, the new portals and the uh, portal transfers, and also the high school transfers that had transferred in in midterm. Uh, your thoughts as far as the crowd in the Coliseum, the enthusiasm, and the show, they call it showcase, that was put on the Coliseum floor. Yeah, Coach, I thought it was good. I thought last year was uh, a little more anticipated because of the fact that no one really knew what was going to happen with Lincoln Riley coming in. It had gone down so far uh, when Clay Helton uh, had crashed it, and then, of course, Dante Williams came in, and they finished up a season a very, very challenging time for those student-athletes. Riley came in. They worked hard. They did what they did. They brought Caleb Williams in. Uh, the uh, Coliseum and, and their work ethic showed out, uh, bringing people back together, rebuilding the USC family. Caleb Williams, of course, had a great year. Jordan Addison came in late after spring, and then uh, they went through the season. It did not end the way they wanted to when that loss to uh, Tulane in the Cotton Bowl. Uh, they come back and they start spring ball. They have a great recruiting class. And then there's a little bit of a shutdown, if you will, in regards to access. You really don't know what you're going to see. So that show uh, out on Saturday gave uh, USC fans and their family a little bit of optimism. Caleb Williams only played three plays, took the team right down the field. You saw a, a lot of action from the backup quarterbacks. Uh, Malachi Nelson, of course, uh, a true freshman who uh, should be graduating from high school, but he's in school this uh, this spring uh, gave him uh, a chance at Miller Moss to uh, excite the crowd and show you what could have uh, happened. Uh, not a lot was said about the defense, but then again, uh, the defense did win the way the, sk- the game was set up. So overall, I give it a B plus. I thought it was a, a great endeavor. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of national media interest in what Lincoln Riley is doing this year. Pete Thamel from ESPN wrote a long form piece this week and made comments that they are approaching the level of what Pete Carroll had going on at USC. And I thought that was a little bit of a stretch, uh, mainly because had uh, USC had the same type of uh, endeavor with Pete in there, I think the crowd would have been close to 40,000 because Pete would have demanded it. Well, let me uh, ask you this question. Nationally, it was a national televised game on the Pac-12 network, if you can get it, and a lot of people can get it, and a lot of people can't. What impression do you think the nation thought, the Southeastern Conference coaches, players, the ACC, the Big Ten, where SC and UCLA will go next year, what do you think their overall impression was of USC this past Saturday? 
I think it was a lot different than a year ago. I think uh, everyone saw what Caleb Williams brings. They know he's the difference maker. He's the magic man. Uh, they saw him get his Heisman uh, awarded again, and so they're on the front page in regards to national media in regards to that. But I think really what it does is not so much from other schools, but from other players who uh, look to what Caleb accomplished, what Jordan Addison um, might get when he gets picked in the first round uh, next Thursday, that USC is open for business. They're not shy about that. And uh, it's showing out this weekend that Bear Alexander, a defensive lineman from Georgia, will be coming west for an official visit. Now, Coach, let me ask you, if you were just in L.A. and you won a national championship in Georgia, would you want to be coming back to to Los Angeles to go to USC after all the success in Georgia? Well, I'll tell you what, uh, I don't know why that uh, kid, Alexander Kid, would be leaving Georgia with all the success they have, and not only on the field, they haven't lost a game. He probably has never lost a game there at the University of Georgia, but some people uh, after spring practice uh, have read about what's happening at USC, and maybe there's more competition there, and he's not going to get the reps that he wants. He's going to be an alternate. So he wants to search around and see if all these rumors are true. And obviously he knows they're true, but he's not going to go everywhere. And people commit quickly when they're in the portal. So he says, I think I'll go west. Everybody's going west. Let's find out just how true this story is. And I think these are the type of players that, of course, are going to get attracted to the type of rumors and the type of success that USC is having. It's a little bit different with the portal than what Lincoln Riley is doing now with the portal than what Pete Carroll did with the regular recruiting classes and also with your community colleges. So it's a whole different approach of an instant uh, upgrade or one that takes time through the building of a freshman program. But this past year, as Lincoln Riley says and has said, he's very impressed with the freshman athletes he had in the spring, and they're going the way he thinks that she will be going. But they do know, and I think he admits they need a lot of help on defense, Chuck, and you can't avoid that. But that's what we all see on the field. Coach, I think one of the feelings uh, that you get when you watch this team and the number of players and the loyalty to recruits, uh, uh, you know, there's a large group of folks out there who, you know, subscribe to the services and the podcast and listen to you and what you talk about when you do your your interviews, that they buy in emotionally with a player. They they really get all in. They're, they're very happy about that. They have pride of the area where the young man was recruited. They uh, love the uh, the struggle and the success that comes with that. But now this is more like NFL free agency, and I think there's a little bit of a disconnect uh, in regards to that uh, rah-rah environment, if you will, that you got traditionally at USC. Uh, the once a Trojan, always a Trojan motto. Uh, there's some chips in that now because you've got great players who have left, who uh, showed you brief glimpses of what they could be. People love them, and now they're gone. So it's a little bit more of an NFL environment. And when you have uh, the number of people who come into Southern California from other places who are looking for a team to root for, or perhaps their their school's going to come play USC, you're only going to get the hardcore Trojan fans, and that is something right now that they have to work a little bit harder at, I think. I was happy. Uh, the last time I was in the Coliseum, there was close to 80000 for Notre Dame, but that's USC-Notre Dame. I think that's one of those benchmark games that you look at, but SC right now has the feeling from a personnel standpoint of an NFL franchise. It really does. Uh, I think more than any other, I know Colorado had a great success this past year with Dion as far as with the portal uh, transfers, but I think USC is a very attractive place in Southern California with a huge draw as far as corporate uh, opportunities and marketing and clothing lines and advertising and all the things that a lot of uh, other uh, communities don't have. And uh, 
I think it, it it opens the door for a lot of these superstar athletes that uh, think they're not getting enough and want to go for it, do come to Southern California or other places like Southern California. But there aren't too many places like Southern California, Chuck, that can do the things that are uh, Jordan Addison or Caleb Williams or some of these players are getting or the type of packages they put together for a kid like Alexander or somebody who they truly, really want. And I think right now that is demonstrated. I think the NCAA has made it so easy now with the new laws and bylaws for student-athletes to transfer to any school they want, take as many visits as they want, and also now on the four-year level, as far as for coaches now, being able to more or less say, you know, son, you can't play here. I think it's better for you to go somewhere else. You're fired. So this loyalty thing you talk about may still exist in some certain programs, but in the players such as what USC has done with Lincoln Riley, which means win now, we're not waiting, the future is now, there's a whole different approach to what's going on at USC. And with 11-3 and record last year, I sort of think it indicated that it has started to recover. But again, the second year, you, you, you never know what's going to happen when you have to face other schools that are uh, making the same type of changes. And you're going to be playing a team like Oregon, who went, I think, 10-4, and four, Washington 11-2, and two, and now uh, prime time at Colorado. I bet they can't wait to come to Southern California and play the Trojans, which will probably be, Chuck, one of the biggest crowds in the Coliseum this year. So we got to take a short time out. We want to welcome everybody out there this Thursday evening in Las Vegas and in Saturday morning in the Inland Empire and AM 1490 on your dial. I'm Harvey Hyde along with Chuck Hayes. We want to thank our sponsor for this segment, which in Henderson, Nevada, is Mercedes-Benz of Henderson's. They are proud sponsors of College Football Report. Just give them a call out there, go out and take a look around, and they'll find something for you. If nothing else, meet them at Mercedes-Benz of Henderson. Their telephone number is 702-485-3000. That's 702-485-3000. Or go to www.mbofhenderson. So buckle up, everyone. I'm Harvey Hyde. We thank Terrible Herps and Coors Light in Las Vegas for the title sponsorship of College Football Report. We'll be right back. It's time to start earning big savings at Terribles. With Terribles Plus Rewards, you can earn and redeem points for every gallon of gas you purchase in-store and right at the pump with the Terribles Social House app. Instantly earn points and rewards when you shop at one of our 170-plus locations towards things you love like snacks, drinks, and, wink, wink, more gas. Plus, members get exclusive access to special deals and promotions before anyone else. Terribles Plus Rewards. Rewards you'll drive back for. You work hard for your business. You need a bank that understands your business. Let Metals Bank be your business partner for all your banking needs. We are a full-service community bank with competitive loan and deposit products and services. We're also a preferred lender for SBA, 7A, and 504 loan programs. The experienced team at Meadows Bank will give you the services you need with the reliability you can depend on throughout branches in Las Vegas, Henderson, Reno, Pahrump, and now in Phoenix, Arizona. Call our friendly, knowledgeable staff today at 702-471-BANK. That is 702-471-2265. Or use our convenient online banking service at Meadows Bank. Dot bank, Meadows Bank, where your business is our business. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones Jr., and I'm proud to be a Trojan. There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold, and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. Monster. 
Hey, Las Vegas, this is Barry Odom, new head coach for your UNLV Rebel football team. I can't wait to bring excitement, toughness, and success to the sports and entertainment capital of the world. I need you to join me at beautiful Allegiant Stadium next season. Season tickets are on sale now at UNLVtickets.com. Get your tickets today and go Rebels! Something really special and new. Floyd's 99 haircuts, colors, and straight razor shaves. We're at, well, Southwest Las Vegas at the 215 and South Rainbow. Yes, you can have all of it in one show. Each cut comes with a hot lather, neck shave, and shoulder massage. Classic barber-style services in a family-friendly environment perfect for mom or dad and the kids. Full color bar and salon services as well. Floyd 99 Cuts and Colors. Expert service, amplified experience. Go to Floyd99.com for location information. That's Floyd99.com for location information. Big Dogs Brewing Company is proud to be Las Vegas' original hometown brewery since 1993. Our handcrafted beers are brewed fresh daily at Big Dogs Draft House by our team of award-winning brewers. Big Dogs Brews are now available in cans at major retailers like Lee's Discount Liquor, Total Wine & More, Whole Foods Markets, Smith's, Albertsons, Terrible Stations, and more. Big Dogs beers are available on draft at select restaurants and bars around Las Vegas. Ask for Big Dogs Brews by name. Visit us at BigDogsBrews.com to track down our local, award-winning, handcrafted brews or stop by Big Dogs Draft House to sample a full range of our classic seasonal and specialty ales. Drink fresh, drink local, drink Big Dogs. Farm Basket, a Las Vegas legend since 1973. We have the best gobbler and clucker sandwiches you have ever eaten. Enjoy our Tito's and French fries, currently in two Las Vegas locations. The original on Jones and Charleston, and the new location on the northeast corner of Sahara and Nellis. We also are working on bringing a third store to you, close to Rainbow and Blue Diamond in the very near future. Come and enjoy our deluxe fried chicken and turkey, and we'll be carried away with our quality. Welcome back. I'm Harvey Hyde with Chuck Age. You're listening to our college football report live in Las Vegas, Nevada, brought to us by Terrible Herbs and Miller Coors Beer. And in the Inland Empire on Saturday morning, we welcome all of you on AM 1490 on your dial year-round. So buckle up. Let's talk college football. Chuck, I want to ask you, obviously you were at the scrimmage this past Saturday in the Coliseum with USC. Some 25,000 people attended it. Uh, Coach uh, Lincoln Riley had a press conference yesterday and was asked many questions. I'm sure that you attended it or watched it. Uh, I want to get your opinion on his answering of some of the questions, and I want to see if you're getting the same feeling that he seems to be more protective now than he's ever been before talking about the defense when they versus the offense as far as being careful. Now he knows everyone is looking at the defense probably more than ever before, like last spring, and how he exactly, uh, say, describes the uh, improvement of it. Did you get that type of feeling? Yeah, Coach, it's interesting you mentioned that. Of course, um, they've made some moves uh, on defense at USC to ensure uh, that their uh, football team is going to take a step in the right direction. One of the things he talked about was the amount of hitting that was done uh, in practice uh, this spring. And it was almost, uh, uh, it was a little bit uh, eye-opener. It was an eye-opener for me that he felt the need to really say that. Uh, he felt that the backs going to the ground and, and getting hit uh, benefited the offense. But for me, uh, with seven new starters expected on the defense, that was something that I thought was going to be a bigger, bigger commitment. Uh, they made a big deal about when we were at spring, when we were there for that initial period, uh, we were able to be with the DBs when they're going through tackling drills. And I think that was one thing last year. Their tackling was not very good. Now, they brought in uh, Don Brown uh, to be uh, a defensive assistant. And Don Brown's been around for a long time. He's a coordinator at Arizona 
Uh, he's been at a lot of programs. He has 45 plus years of experience uh, in the Big Ten, uh, uh, in the East. Uh, a Connecticut guy actually started his uh, his days uh, back on the East Coast. But he's going to work with Alex Grinch. Now, on the flip side of that, uh, the uh, opportunity for uh, offensive analyst. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury to come in and work with, I believe, the younger quarterbacks. I'm not saying that, that Caleb Williams can't get better, but wouldn't you agree with me that a lot of those plays that Caleb Williams made last year were uncoached and they were off to ad-lib? So does that open it up for Lincoln Riley to spend more time with the defensive staff? Well, I don't know if it allows him to spend more time with the defensive staff. He's an offensive guy, but I think he has the obligation now to be with the defensive staff more as far as representing the defense because he's the head football coach. And he's found out that if you uh, score 40 points a game and can't win three straight games and look terrible against Tulane in the Cotton Bowl when you can't even slow people down, uh, then uh, you've got a problem and you're not going to beat the teams that you need to beat if you're going to get to the next level. And I think he understands that. And I think the only way he can see it is be up close to it and watch the defensive players and watch the defensive cast coaches coach and I think that if he walks around to the defensive drills I think the defensive players will believe what he's saying because if you don't walk around and watch them practice and watch their drills and you're up there with the offense the entire practice then what are you talking about are you talking about you're an offensive coach you're a head coach do you represent the special teams at the same time all of some of those blunders that happened in that cotton ball with the kicking game and the defensive side and whatever happened are all under his tutorship, which is the head football coach and his responsibility. So I've always felt that you can't talk about, well, I really believe in defense and not be around defense then to and step in when you need to talk to the defensive backs and, and tell them a good player or a bad player what they did wrong or whatever on or off the field. You're not demonstrating that how much you really believe that you're part of the defensive uh, team and how much they believe you really are part of the defensive team. So when you talk to the team, you're talking to both sides of the football. You're not talking to just the offensive side of the football. So I think if he's going to be doing that, I think it's a really a, a smart move by him because there definitely needs to be improvement on the defensive side, Chuck. And, and as I said in the podcast that we did this week or I did this week, I said it was very vanilla. The offensive side of the football and the defensive side of the football, there wasn't any stunning or blitzing or twisting or anything going on that was real complicated. And we basically tried to evaluate the personnel the best way we could. And I think the defense was at a disadvantage in the passing game because they didn't really rush the passer very well. The quarterbacks had a lot of time to throw the football. That's why you saw a lot of holding or pass interferences or whatever. But when you look at the play that Caleb Williams scored on, the three plays when he was in the game, and I think he should have played a lot more than three plays just for the national TV exposure and the, and uh, for the overall impression of what USC football is, the first play uh, to Rice was, uh, you know, a, a miscue by the defensive back, but that all counts, and Rice made a nice play. The second was a nice run by Jones at the outside where no one contained for about 20 yards or whatever. And the third one was a great catch, just a fabulous catch in the end zone by Williams. Now, that's not going to happen in every football game, three plays in a row. That was just something that happened. And I think it put the defense in shock at the same time. And I think everybody got fired up at the offense, but I think everybody got in shock. Even the, even the fans that were there could not play. Oh, no. How can this happen so quickly? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, when you're a head coach, you want your offense to do well. You know there you straddle both sides of the of the football. And I think really the expectations about Lincoln Riley's responsibility for his defense, there was a lot of offseason noise that they wanted the coordinator uh removed. And and you know, we don't ever advocate for coaching changes. We're just into analysis and the uh opportunity to uh find out exactly where they're going with that. Uh, from your standpoint, when you bring in a consultant, 
uh, like a Don Brown. What is it that he's looking for in this defense when you have not changed any of the defensive coaches? Well, uh, you know, I, I don't know Don Brown, or I don't know really what he's done. Uh, so if I don't know really what he's done, I don't know what the players really know what he's done. So he comes in, and you read his uh, bio, and you see, okay, this is who he is, and he's supposed to be a, a great X and O guy or whatever, but he's been in a lot of different programs. And obviously, uh, he, it's not a name that you're going to bring uh, big-time defensive players in with. But again, uh, you've got to be able to impress today uh, defensive players or players in general on who your staff is, what you can do for them, how you can make them better, and how you get them to the second level as fast as they can get there. So I think it was great if he has the knowledge and X and O's and they have the confidence as him as far as a person in the classroom, as far as with the coaches and so on. But as far as for recruitment or as far as for the players finding out who he is, I don't think that rang a bell to them. But when you look at Cliff Kingsbury, it rang a bell. They know who he is. Head coach in the NFL, offensive coordinator, been a head coach at Texas Tech, Coach Mahomes. You know, people know who he is on the offensive side of the football. And I think you have a lot of that type of exposure already on the offensive side of the football. So it isn't going to hurt. But I think you need to give more of that love to the defensive side of the football. You want to get the defensive players. Remember, you're only as good as your players, Chuck. I don't care who your coach is. You're only as good as your players. And I think Lincoln Riley understands that. I think he really does because he's had great success at Oklahoma and USC with the quarterbacks he's coached, the receivers he's coached, and he knows everything about that. But I think he's figured out you can only go so far with just the offensive side of the football, and now we've got to build up our defensive side of the football if we're really going to compete. And I think he wants to really compete. So I think he's really going to gear up and do everything he can for the defensive side of the football to do that because obviously he's concerned and he knows that you've got to win with defense. Defense wins football games. Watch the Georgia scrimmage in the spring. Watch Alabama scrimmage this Saturday. Watch these teams play, and you'll see exactly where the strength is of their team. From your standpoint, when you bring in someone who's that good offensively, you're going to see his work against multiple defenses. Does that conversation trickle down or to the other defensive room where you can bring a Kingsbury in and say, hey, look, uh, this team that you're going to play against, this is how they're going to dissect your defense. I always thought that from a defensive standpoint, it was more personality in regards to the players that you have and the competitiveness. And you said a lot of times that if a defensive player makes a mistake, another player could step in and, and look like a star. Where on offense, if a player makes a mistake, the whole play gets blown up. That's right, Chuck, and that's a story on defense that uh, your star is, even if you make a mistake, and someone can cover up for you in that situation. But, uh, again, you've got to have players to do it. You've got to execute. You can't blow calls. Uh, he was talking about there were some blown assignments and so on, a lot on the defensive side of the football, which gave up some scores. But, again, I'm looking at the type of physical physicality there was on the defensive side of the football. Did anybody drive you to the ground? Were you playing on their side of the football? Did you get rid of the blocker? Did you pursue the football? What's your team speed on defense? Those are all the things that you look at to be and find out how good you are in the defensive side of the football. And when you go against ones against ones, this makes you a better football team. Now, I think the offensive line now at USC has improved. I think they're a better offensive line. I think the receiver group is as good as any group in the country that you're going to have. And they're going to lose a few receivers, but they're just as good. I think the running back group is better than what they've had in a long time. I think this kid Floyd is going to be a superstar. They haven't had anybody like him if they run the football to him and use him as a receiver, too, part-time. And how often is he going to be able to play? And how many backs are they going to play? And are they going to give him the ball enough to make a difference? On the defensive side, it's the same type of story. Do they have the physicality? Do they have the linebackers? Do they have that to stop the great football teams? And that's what it's all about. Now, when you see the third offensive line running against the first defense and making gigantic holes, you start to wonder, how can this happen? So uh, normally you put the number one defense against the threes, 
to make the number one defense look good, but that wasn't the case. So, Chuck, why don't we take a short timeout because uh, we've got a lot to talk about. But first of all, we have to take a short timeout. Again, this is our College Football Report show. We come to you every Saturday morning in the Inland Empire on AM 1490 on your dial. And in Las Vegas, we want to thank Terrible Herps and Miller Coors for the sponsorship of our College Football Report. And if you need a car in Las Vegas, remember, budget car and truck rental. Just give them a call. That's where I go, 702-736-1212. Buckle up. We'll be right back. I'm Harvey Hyde. Big savings at Terribles. With Terribles Plus Rewards, you can earn and redeem points for every gallon of gas you purchase in-store and right at the pump with the Terribles Social House app. Instantly earn points and rewards when you shop at one of our 170-plus locations towards things you love like snacks, drinks, and, wink, wink, more gas. Plus, members get exclusive access to special deals and promotions before anyone else. Terribles Plus Rewards. Rewards you'll drive back for. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones Jr., and I'm proud to be a Trojan. There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold, and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. Hey, Las Vegas, this is Barry Odom, new head coach for your UNLV Rebel football team. I can't wait to bring excitement, toughness, and success to the sports and entertainment capital of the world. I need you to join me at beautiful Allegiant Stadium next season. Season tickets are on sale now at UNLVtickets.com. Get your tickets today and go Rebels! Are you looking to advertise a campaign, short film, a public service announcement, an important message? Look no further than Regency Outdoor. We have been around since 1974 and have the greatest locations in Southern California for your advertising goals. Our creative billboards are sure to catch everyone's attention, make an impact anywhere and everywhere in Southern California. To get started and for more information, call 310-657-8883 or visit regencyoutdoor.com. Regency makes it easier than ever to get your message everywhere in Southern California. Pizza, pizza, pizza. If you're like me, pizza is not just a food, it's a way of life. And the folks at Cetabello Pizza get every detail just right. Homemade dough made daily and hand-tossed. Extra virgin olive oil, freshly chopped tomatoes and basil, and generous portions of mozzarella cheese with a dizzying array of toppings. Join me at one of their two area locations, one at Green Valley Parkway, another one at Fort Apache and Sahara. No time to dine out? No problem. Order today and take it to go at setabello.net. That's setabello.net. Setabello Pizza, when only the best will do. Have you heard about Standish Law? Yes, Standish Law, Las Vegas' premier family law firm. Ranked among the top ten in client satisfaction by the American Institute of Family Lawyers and proud to be rebel sponsors. If you are going through a divorce, you want them on your side. Schedule your appointment at standislaw.com. That's standislaw.com or call 702-998-9344. Farm Basket, a Las Vegas legend since 1973. We have the best gobbler and clucker sandwiches you have ever eaten. Enjoy our Tito's and french fries, currently in two Las Vegas locations. The original on Jones and Charleston and the new location on the northeast corner of Sahara and Nellis. We also are working on bringing a third store to you close to Rainbow and Blue Diamond in the very near future. Come and enjoy our deluxe fried chicken and turkey and we'll be carried away with our quality. Welcome back. I'm Harvey Hyde. Huddle up and buckle up and run along with us live here in Las Vegas, Nevada with our college football report. As we say when we open the show, football never goes away and it never does. We want to thank Terrible Herps and Coors Light uh, for the sponsorship of our college football report. 
And in the Inland Empire, every Saturday morning, uh, 11 o'clock on AM 1490, we welcome you year-round. Chuck Hayes joins us. Chuck, buckle up. Let's call a play. Well, Coach, the play I'd like to call is the relationship now between junior college football, Division One, and the portal. Um, reports are out there that uh, any time an offensive lineman who's a starter uh, at a Mountain West conference or a power, you know, less than a Power Five uh, group of five, uh, announces he's going to go on the portal, immediately forty offers come in. It's just not anything that's even uh, an issue, that if you're starting at that level in a conference like that, uh, no matter what school it is, you're going to get a lot of attention. And it reminds me of, of back in the day when I coached at Glendale College and uh, we had an All-American offensive tackle, Robert Dos Remedos, uh, who uh, went on to uh, play at Cal. And uh, he was recruited by every Pac-12 school, um, a ton of schools in, in and then the whack, and then uh, even further east at Syracuse. And when the coaches would come in who were recruiting, they always had a board uh, that they would put their business cards up on. And I just wonder, from your standpoint, did you have the same type of experience whenever you had a great offensive lineman that that was the place where people came to find help immediately for their program? In the community college, you mean? Yes, exactly. Yeah, and the community college is a place that you went for immediate help, Chuck. Uh, the portal is now something you do that for today, and also the community colleges are there. There are tremendous athletes in the community college uh, that uh, out of high school, maybe they were just uh, taller but not heavy yet, but they uh, gained a lot of weight, and now they're six six, three ten, or whatever they might be, and they're now at the level of where they can play and play at any level in the college level. We had offensive linemen out of Pasadena City College who played at SC, Arizona State, all over the country. And uh, I think that if you have the great players and you have the great speed and the things that are necessary on the community college level, yes, obviously I'm going there to get immediate help. Now, today I'll go there and still get immediate help, and uh, but I'll also go to the portal too. Now, you mentioned uh, alignment in the Mountain West Conference or in a different conference. Can they be immediately a, a factor in the Pac-12 or the Big Ten or whatever if they're a starter? There's always players on that level that can play in the Pac-12 or the Big Five type of conferences, Chuck. But if you're in one of those conferences and you're searching for that type of player, you didn't good, do a good job of recruiting or didn't have a great recruiting staff, when you went high school recruiting, because you've got to be able to get better players with your reputation if you've got a good coaching staff and you guys have learned how to win that players and you have more to offer a player than maybe a player at a lower level has. But there are great athletes at any level, and I think that's proven on any Sunday when the announcements of the starting lineups and the kids get on there and say where they're from. They're from every college in the country. But uh, myself... Uh, uh, the community college plays great football, and there are great football being played in some of the smaller divisions as far as in college football. But I, I don't believe you can just start to depend on that for your players entirely because, as you said earlier, uh, you know, it starts with the steel and the foundation, and that's your program that starts with freshman recruiting. You know, one of the things that I always enjoyed uh, when ABC did college football, you would always get a chance to see the players and hear them say where they're from and, you know, even perhaps the high school that they were from, and they put that into the game broadcast. And then NBC on Sunday Night Football always does it with uh, the two teams that are being showcased at night. And I think the thing that I really enjoy is seeing where certain style of players come from, whether it's receivers or running backs or, most importantly, offensive linemen. And, you know, for the example, the number of Boston College offensive linemen, the number of Wisconsin offensive linemen, it's something that becomes a trend. And I would encourage anyone who's a, a football fan or likes the draft to start watching where some of these players come from, and you're exactly right in regards to the development phase and, and where they actually get a chance to achieve, where you see a ton of players coming out of the MAC that get into the league, and the Mountain West, or, or uh, a place like uh, Central Florida, uh, 
I was amazed doing the Rams and, and the Chargers and seeing the number of, of players that came out of Orlando at Central Florida that are in the NFL that weren't SEC players. Chuck, there, there are so many great athletes today. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, and the difference between the maturity of their age and when they mature to their ability is what's so important. Some players are already mature in high school, and really their growth is not as much as others who might have been a three-star player, but they matured when they're 18 or 19 years old, and they caught up with the other athlete. So there's so many different ways of different things and that you evaluate a player, and so many of those players we got into community college because they were tall or thin and they could run, or in some situations the academic standards weren't up to getting into a four-year university. So by the time they finished their community college uh, career, they were bigger, stronger, and they were a better football player and a better individual because they knew where they wanted to go. And in most situations, they weren't being recruited unless they could start. So uh, I think it's a great opportunity for that, and I agree with you. I love seeing the introductions when the players introduce themselves, stand in front of the camera, say their name, where they're from, and run off. I think that's something they should do, and I think the audience loves that. I would rather see that than listen to the coaches being interviewed at halftime. I really believe that. I'd like to see that part of the program go to the players and have them introduce themselves as far as what they deserve to do as far as before a football game. You know, Coach, I take that one step further. I think in the Super Bowl, uh, they used to bring them out by group and then introduce that. You know, where that 53-man roster came from to play in the biggest game of their lives every year, you know, the whole world is focused on that, especially if you're a player that's a special teams player that maybe doesn't get the love as a as a superstar, but is a great contributor in you, your high school, your city. Everyone gets to know about it on national TV. Chuck, I agree with you 100%, and I think that the kids love it. I think they get fired up because I remember they always used to say to me, the kids, Coach, uh, who are you introducing this week? Is it the offense or the defense? The kids wanted to know who was being introduced because uh, they'd either give themselves uh, a little extra uh, gel on their hair or make sure they look good with their helmet on or whatever, or make sure they would tell their parents at home or whatever. They're introducing the offensive side of the football, Mom, and I'll say hi, Mom, to you. And you see how many times those players do do that. So I'd love to see if you're a producer out there. I'd love to see you bring that back and do it for all the college national football games. But, Chuck, we got to take a break here. Again, we call it the fastest hour in radio, and it is when you're having fun and talking your favorite sport, which is college football. In the Inland Empire, we welcome all of you again on AM 1490 on your dial on uh, Saturday morning, year-round for College Football Report, and in Las Vegas. We thank, of course, Terrible Herps and Miller Coors for the sponsorship of our College Football Report. I'm Harvey Hyde with Chuck A's. Buckle up. We'll be right back. It's time to start earning big savings at Terribles. With Terribles Plus Rewards, you can earn and redeem points for every gallon of gas you purchase in-store and right at the pump with the Terribles Social House app. Instantly earn points and rewards when you shop at one of our 170-plus locations towards things you love like snacks, drinks, and, wink, wink, more gas. Plus, members get exclusive access to special deals and promotions before anyone else. Terribles Plus Rewards. Rewards you'll drive back for. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones Jr., and I'm proud to be a Trojan. There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold, and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. Big Dogs Brewing Company is proud to be Las Vegas' original hometown brewery since 1993. Our handcrafted beers are brewed fresh daily at Big Dogs Draft House by our team of award-winning brewers. 
Big Dogs Brews are now available in cans at major retailers such as Lee's Discount Liquor, Total Wine & More, Whole Foods Market, Smith's, Albertson, Corey's, Terrible Hearst Stations, and more. Big Dogs beers are available on draft at select restaurants or bars around Las Vegas. Ask for Big Dogs Brews by name. Visit us at BigDogBrews.com to track down our local award-winning handcrafted brews or stop by Big Dogs Draft House to sample the full range of our classic seasonal and specialty ales. Drink fresh, drink local, drink Big Dogs. You work hard for your business. You need a bank that understands your business. Let Metals Bank be your business partner for all your banking needs. We are a full-service community bank with competitive loan and deposit products and services. We're also a preferred lender for SBA, 7A, and 504 loan programs. The experienced team at Meadows Bank will give you the services you need with the reliability you can depend on throughout branches in Las Vegas, Henderson, Reno, Pahrump, and now in Phoenix, Arizona. Call our friendly, knowledgeable staff today at 702 702- 471 bank that is 702-471-2265 or use our convenient online banking service at meadowsbank.bank meadows bank where your business is our business Hey, Las Vegas, this is Barry Odom, new head coach for your UNLV Rebel football team. I can't wait to bring excitement, toughness, and success to the sports and entertainment capital of the world. I need you to join me at beautiful Allegiant Stadium next season. Season tickets are on sale now at UNLVtickets.com. Get your tickets today and go Rebels! Are you looking to advertise a campaign, short film, a public service announcement, an important message? Look no further than Regency Outdoor. We have been around since 1974 and have the greatest locations in Southern California for your advertising goals. Our creative billboards are sure to catch everyone's attention, make an impact anywhere and everywhere in Southern California. To get started and for more information, call 310-657-8883 or visit regencyoutdoor.com. Regency makes it easier than ever to get your message everywhere in Southern California. It's time to start earning big savings at Terribles. With Terribles Plus Rewards, you can earn and redeem points for every gallon of gas you purchase in-store and right at the pump with the Terribles Social House app. Instantly earn points and rewards when you shop at one of our 170-plus locations towards things you love like snacks, drinks, and, wink, wink, more gas. Plus, members get exclusive access to special deals and promotions before anyone else. Terribles Plus Rewards. Rewards you'll drive back for. Pizza, pizza, pizza. If you're like me, pizza is not just a food, it's a way of life. And the folks at Cetabello Pizza get every detail just right. Homemade dough made daily and hand-tossed. Extra virgin olive oil, freshly chopped tomatoes and basil, and generous portions of mozzarella cheese with a dizzying array of toppings. Join me at one of their two area locations, one at Green Valley Parkway, another one at Fort Apache and Sahara. No time to dine out? No problem. Order today and take it to go at setabello.net. That's setabello.net. Setabello Pizza, when only the best will do. Farm Basket, a Las Vegas legend since 1973. We have the best gobbler and clucker sandwiches you have ever eaten. Enjoy our Tito's and French fries, currently in two Las Vegas locations. The original on Jones and Charleston, and the new location on the northeast corner of Sahara and Nellis. We also are working on bringing a third store to you, close to Rainbow and Blue Diamond in the very near future. Come and enjoy our deluxe fried chicken and turkey, and we'll be carried away with our quality. Well, welcome back. I'm Harvey Hyde. Huddle up and buckle up with us and ride along with us every Thursday night live in Las Vegas, Nevada for a college football report brought to us by Terrible Herbs and Miller Coors Beer. And in the Inland Empire, we welcome you on Saturday morning on AM 1490 on your dial year-round for a college football report. Chuck, I want to ask you, you've seen a lot of uh, polls coming out. We have about three minutes here. Uh, polls coming out uh, talking about uh, the rankings, early rankings, preseason rankings before all the publications come out. And most of the rankings have USC up there in the top 10 or so on. Your thoughts on that? Is that too high or do you, would you put them there? Uh, your thoughts on that? Well, I guess the first question I would ask is uh, in regards to who is doing the evaluation and is it based upon the schedule that you see, uh, the way it's set up. Uh, Right now, a lot of people like Ohio State, of course, and they like Georgia and they like Alabama. 
but where it where it fits in regards to where USC can compete. Remember, they have not won their two last games against Utah and against Tulane, and those are two big, big football games that they were not able to close off. Uh, you've got a, a Georgia team that came to Southern California and just dominated TCU. You've got Michigan, who was so competitive at the end of last year. Um, Ohio State, with that tough loss to Georgia, they're right there. Alabama won the Sugar Bowl. They dominated K-State. Penn State won the Rose Bowl. LSU won the Citrus Bowl. Florida State won the Cheez-It Bowl. So right there, a group of teams that you know are there. Are, is SC even the best team in the conference? I know you love Washington and what they did and, and how strong they got at the end of the year. And then, uh, again, there were so many games last year that USC uh, won because of Caleb and being the Magic Man. And I'm going to ask you this one, Coach. You look at the quarterbacks that are being drafted uh, next week. What if Caleb was eligible to come out? Would he be the number one player selected by the Carolina Panthers? I would think he would be. He had such a tremendous performance uh, this year that it's be hard to to uh, take anyone after or before him. At least as a NFL scout or head coach, I would say that. He's got the size. He's got the quickness. He can throw the football. He can avoid uh, rushers. He can see uh, and avoid uh, the tackle and run. Uh, he's a smart football player. Uh, I would think that uh, he would be. I think Bryce Young's a great player. I think Stroud's a great player. I think they're all great players. They're great athletes. But from what I saw last year and who won the Heisman Trophy last year, I would say it's uh, our guy Caleb Williams, and that would be the number one draft choice. Now, will he be next year? That's the question. Would he still be the number one choice next year when he does come out, Chuck? I think that's what we're all waiting to find out. Coach, how difficult is it to come back and be in a scenario where you had perfection and he had a lot of tremendous, tremendous games, his stats that uh, that he achieved? Uh, he's a guy that puts a lot of pressure on himself. Is it possible that uh, he could put too much pressure on himself and try to replicate 42 touchdowns, five picks, 4,500 yards plus? Chuck, I think it is. Uh, I think you try too hard. There's such a thing as you try too hard, and when you try too hard, it just doesn't happen. You have to be natural. But we've got to say good morning. We've got to say good night to all of our listeners out there. In the Inland Empire, we thank you for joining us on AM 1490 on your dial. In Las Vegas, we thank you for joining us here on AM 1400 on your dial. We thank Terrible Herbs and Miller Coors Beer. We thank Mark uh, Hayes in the studio. Without him, we don't have a show. Chuck Hayes, without you, I don't have a show. And with our listeners out there, we thank you. So buckle up. Have a great weekend. I'm Harvey Hyde, and good night from Las Vegas, and good morning in the Inland Empire.